As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, I mean it. Harmon's going to be really mad, Aaron Torres. You made the you made the open in the first the first night. He he's never going to let me live that down. It took him a year and a half to get to the open. Yeah, I uh, I I was here the first night, and he was surprised. I was filling in for you actually, so it's nice mm-hmm. to finally be working with you. I've worked with him for two or three times now, so to finally meet the man. With his name on the marquee, Jason Smith. I'm fired up. Uh, fired up tonight. We're live in the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. Well, there's two big stories out of the gate. Let's just start with the one that's the number one trending topic on social media. Farewell, Bruce Juice. It's been a fun last year and a half. Actually, I could say it was not fun last year when you stunk. This year was fun when you actually played well. Jay Bruce traded to the Cleveland Indians in exchange for right-handed pitcher Ryder Ryan. Now, before you ask, he is not Nolan Ryan's kid. Don't, 
quit searching. It's not. I, I looked. It's not his kid. I thought it might have been his kid. Maybe he had a kid at some point. Oh, we got not. No, not Nolan Ryan's kid. Can I ask the second question? Oh boy, go ahead. How does this affect the Mets World Series chances <laughs> for this year? <laughs> oh, you're fitting in well. Okay, already in okay. the first couple of uh, minutes, you know, right I, here. I told you, I'm from the Northeast. Uh, I know Mets fan pity uh, and angst very well. Uh, so I, I just want to apologize in advance. You know, it, it's okay. It's you know, you, you know, it's it, it's like being the person saying, "Boy, <laughs> your car is messed up, man." Yeah, no, I know, yeah. I know, my car is messed up. I know it is. The bumper's falling <laughs> off. Yeah, thank you for reminding me. I appreciate that. Uh, I was hoping the Mets would get more for Jay Bruce, and they got the 2016 30th round pick, Ryder Ryan from the Indians. Now, here's here's the good part. Number one. You know, it's a pretty cool name he's got. Ryder Ryan is pretty good. That kind of rolls off the tongue right there. You should be an athlete with a name like Ryder Ryan. Two first names. Yeah. Ryder, I'm trying to, like, in my head, what do I picture a Ryder Ryan? I feel like that's somebody that's, uh, like, uh, you know, he's like one of those guys on, like, celebrity rehab. Like, you don't really know what he did. Mm, like, okay. oh, there's Ryder Ryan. He's yeah, there yeah, with, yeah. Uh, you know, Kendall Jenner and uh, fill in the blank <laughs> and uh, Ronnie from uh, from uh, Jersey Shore. Oh, Ryder Ryan. I remember him. Yeah. he was. The, oh, he was the guy he got in that fight with Screech. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's So not Ryan Ryder. Okay. It's Ryder Ryan. Good to know. When the Indians drafted him as a pitcher, he had only thrown two innings in school. So this, oh, boy. this is the guy the Mets got. Uh, ERA in uh, A-ball this year over four. So... There's your Jay Bruce trade, everybody. For everybody who says, oh, you know, it's really hard to make trades. No, it's really not hard to make trades. When this is what you now the Indians are taking all his money. They are taking that for the rest of the season, so that's a good thing. But at the same point, bro, oh, I don't know. People are going to watch it. No, nobody wants too much. If the Mets get Ryder Ryan for Jay Bruce, you know guys are going to be had for a lot less than that. Yeah. I, I don't really know what to say. Uh, it seems like you've perfectly encapsulated uh, the the feeling of all Mets fans here. By the way, I was on with Harmon the other day. Were they really in the World Series two years ago? Like, it feels like that just didn't happen. Yeah, no, we, we were there. I watched it. I watched it happen. We were in the playoffs last year. I watched it. I watched it happen. It's all, you know, it's it's fading. It's yeah. all fading memories, kind of like uh, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Which, well, is everybody thing is going. That's very obtuse, I know. But... Uh, no, it was there. It seems a long, long time ago, but I've had a long season this year to get used to it. Yeah, and g- the good thing is it's football season now, so you can fully turn your attention to that. Yeah. What's the Jetson? Yeah, because the Jets are going to be so good this year. They'll be interesting. <laughs> they will be interesting. They could potentially be historic, too. Uh, yes, they could be historically bad. The the, the latest team to go 0-16. This could happen. Listen, they'll be in the record books one way or the other. Well, one way, not the other, but well, one way. No, they well, many ways. You never know. It's the Jets. They can do a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't this know. is you know, this is not a great night for me because we already you know, Jay Bruce got got sold for, you know, $22 in the island of Manhattan and uh, I'm watching Deshaun Watson play extremely well for the Texans tonight in in their preseason game against the Carolina Panthers. The only thing that can help me and I'm I maybe this could be a part of it. Maybe is Jay Bruce to the Indians for Ryder Ryan, and then a later move is Kyrie Irving to the Knicks. Oh. We, tra- we trade outside of sports, and so, okay, you help us out, and, you know, the Indians called. Yeah. The Cavaliers said, listen, we'll make this happen. It's really, it would help, you know. We'll take the pressure off you if we go far in the playoffs. And, you know, Dan Gilbert says, all right, maybe, because this whole thing is a mess. All right, all right. And then we'll send, make sure we send Kyrie to the Knicks. If that's part of this deal, then I'm fine with it. I was going to say, what is the equivalent of Ryder Ryan in basketball? I'm trying to think. Like, 
a player to be named later. Matthew Delvadova's younger brother, like like who? What is what is what is Ryder Ryan's equivalent? What's a thirtieth round draft pick that hadn't played the position in college? I'm trying to think of what the equivalent would be. Uh, just whatever the Jets draft. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're gonna change the guy's position. Yeah, whatever. Where he's a star at in college, we're gonna change his position. Yeah. No, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking for the cat for for the Knicks and the Cavs. That would be the equivalent of trading for the. Uh, the hot, you know, Serbian prospect that you think, okay, he's the next big thing, and then you find out that while his birth certificate says he's 19, he's actually 26. Like that's the Ryder Ryan equivalent in basketball for the Knicks to send for Kyrie. I'm just saying, if we're gonna make these trades, yeah, even, oh yeah, yeah, sure, I could go one step further. He might not even have to be a guy. Uh, you hear yeah. he's this Serbian? No, I saw him on video. He's great, oh, yeah. and he's not a real prospect. Yeah. He's just some guy that was shooting baskets in a gym one day. Yeah, here's the guy. He's tall. Look how good he is. Listen, if it's on YouTube, it's official. So <laughs> that, that, that's all. No, it was funny because this past draft, my buddy uh, Sam Vicini, who writes for Sporting News, he actually did a piece. Name dropper. Uh, I wish I had done the piece. <laughs> I wish I had done the piece. I wish I could drop my own name. Um, but the Minnesota Timberwolves under David Kahn, the, the famed GM who passed on Steph Curry twice, they actually did take a prospect. I believe it was from like Egypt or something. They didn't realize his birth certificate was wrong. He was like six years older than he was. He claimed to be. So that was his great, great fame, whatever. I'm saying if we're gonna go parallel bad, you know, bad trades, sport by sport, that's the only thing that can happen for the for the Indians here. Well, if it's Egypt, they should have called John Calipari. Oh yeah, he was yeah, over there. Yeah, he was over there. Yeah, it's very, he's very big in Egypt. I mean, he's the guy to know. He's the I, guy to ask. I mean, that was like seven years ago that this draft pick happened. <laughs> Cal was there like three weeks ago, but yeah, I, <laughs> he was busy. Apparently, the Knicks were just ringing his phone off the hook. Speaking of the Knicks, but yeah, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, alongside me, Aaron Torres in for Mike Harmon. Uh, before we get to Deshaun Watson, we have the you know in honor of the Jay Bruce trade, we have the Mets' biggest highlight of the season which we're going to play because, listen, it's a big momentous night. It's a big trade that just went down. It's going to help the Indians a lot unless he stinks like he did when the Mets got him last year. So here it is, Mets' best highlight of the first half. Conforto can win it. Uh, come on. Strikes out. And the 88th Major League Baseball All-Star game is headed into the 10th. You know, when, when that actually happened live and I heard Joe Buck, Conforto can win it, strikes out, I thought to myself, yeah, they're going to play that back on the show forever. It's so short. It's two seconds. It's the Mets season in a nutshell. Conforto can win it. Strikes out. That fast. Come right down and meet the Mets, huh? <laughs> I'll be honest. I I was, I know uh, that game was on Fox, and it was great for our, our company. I was in Vegas for Summer League at that time. So I heard all about the All-Star game. Baby! Didn't 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 he? I didn't see a ton of it. Heard Aaron Judge was awesome in the home run derby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, well, you, Conforto struck out. He could have won the game. That's all you needed to know. Okay, that was so it. So the Mets you're did not. Up. The Mets did not come through in the clutch, is what they, you're telling me. No, they did not. They, they okay. failed to do it. Okay, I, 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 you know, I wasn't like I said. I was, uh, I was in the gym watching uh, again, some second round uh, guy from Serbia. So a lot of Serbia in. As long as he's a real prospect and wasn't made up. Yes, he was playing Alex Caruso for the Lakers, dominating. A lot, of, a lot of good summer league action that uh, that day. But anyways, I digress. Meanwhile, tonight, as we said, Deshaun Watson, 15 out of 25 for 179 yards, 
three rushes, 24 yards, and a touchdown as the Panthers beat the Texans 27-17. to On third down at the 15 of Carolina, Watson in the gun, gets the snap. Watson looking, Watson scrambling to the right, Watson running across the 10, the 5, Watson to the end zone, touchdown Texans! Deshaun Watson, 15-yard TD run. Welcome to the NFL. Texans Radio Network on the call. So Deshaun Watson has the night of nights. And before everybody goes crazy, a couple of things on Deshaun Watson. Number one, I begged the Jets to take him. I begged them for months. How many months did we do Rotten for Watson, Frostburg? How many months did I go? We had Harmon made up T-shirts that said Rotten for Watson on the show. How yeah, many months did I tell him to do They that? didn't smell bad enough, so nobody <laughs> bought him. Months. You I have to get saying. real Rotten for Watson. <laughs> but you're to blame. How am I to blame? That's you, my fault. You didn't call Woody Johnson. Uh, Woody Johnson was in London. He doesn't care. Oh, I let the team suck for four years. You too my cheap brother for can an run international phone call? Uh, I don't know. It's 0111011. It's like binary now, code. Now, I was going to say, call me crazy, Justin. I want you to chime in here. If you really did beg the Jets for months, I, I, I feel like the owner would be the first person you'd call. Am I crazy to think that? I don't know. Well, what you think the is, first guy to call? Well, well, Jason's also friends with him, so there's not, that too. Yeah, for me, me and Woody, we hang out together. Uh, no, you know, the, my my reach with the Jets is not as high as I'd like it to be. Okay. I also don't know if calling Woody Johnson is the right thing. Uh, you know, because I, if I, you know, someone would call and say, "Hey, listen to Sean Watson," he would say, "You sound like a lunatic." Now we're not taking whoever this Deshaun Watson guy is. You know, so well, that could have backfired on me. I was gonna say, don't forget. I'm pretty sure if I remember the story correctly. A homeless person convinced uh, Browns management to take Johnny Manziel. Do you remember that story? Uh, yeah, I, I do remember that story. So, actually. so, so by default, I mean, <laughs> I mean, look at you. I mean, you're 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 not a homeless person. You're that much higher up in the world, you know. Well, fa- oh, thank you, Mr. Step. Saying, oh, yeah, that's good. Well, step, thank you. At least at two or three, I would say. Oh, for that, sure. oh, so, but that's three important steps, I guess. Weren't yeah. you uh, Fireman Ed's uh, stunt double for like three wow. seasons? As far as you know, I was Fireman Ed. And oh. then you know, hey, when I started working here, did Fireman Ed disappear? I think so. Ah, suddenly. Ah, now you're thinking. Now you're thinking. But after begging the Jets, begging them for months, Deshaun Watson, the kid is everything. He's everything you want. He has enough starts in college football. All he did was put points on the board. You can sit here and nitpick, and we like to do that with quarterbacks, and that happens, and that's why he fell on the draft. But you knew he was going to be that guy. He had that it kind of aspect to him. And now, look. Don't think suddenly he's going to vault over Tom Savage. Tom Savage had a decent night tonight starting. He was 9 out of 11 for 69 yards, so it's not like Tom Savage was awful and threw four picks. Watson will start eventually, and it will be sooner rather than later. By October 1st, he'll be the starting quarterback. It's got to play out again. Tonight, it was great against a lot of backups, but this is a phenomenal first step. You want to see guys flash and guys flash right away, and this is this is why they drafted him. They drafted him for him to be the starting quarterback. He will be. I, I mean, in a month... He will be the quarterback. I was going to say, you said we pick apart quarterbacks. You know what we also do? We overanalyze the heck out of them when they're good. And Deshaun Watson was really good tonight. It's funny, speaking of overanalyzation, on Twitter, I literally said after the first series, I go, Deshaun Watson's the best quarterback on this roster. Because <laughs> I mean, if you watch the I mean, it's a little bit of an overreaction, but if you watch the game, I mean, Savage is what we thought he was, but Watson was who we thought he was. He came in, uh, everything was there, the arm strength, the footwork, uh, he seemed to have a good knowledge of the offense. I'm I'm not a armchair quarterback, you know, armchair coach here, where I'm going to sit here and say definitively that he made this right read and that right read. But like the broader sense was, he came in 
and he did not looked over look overwhelmed by the moment. It was funny during the game the broadcast team was talking a little bit about other guys, Johnny Manzo, who I just referenced, you know, how overwhelmed he looked at times when he came in as a rookie a few years ago with the Browns, a few other guys they referenced. But Deshaun Watson looked awesome. As you said, he checks all the boxes, a winner in college, won big games, put up stats. He looked awesome tonight. I think the Texans have their guy. Uh, and as you said, I think he'll be starting sooner rather than later. Yeah, the, the only reason why he won't start right away is because the Texans are on a bottom-of-the-barrel team where it's we can just put him out there. They have hopes and dreams. And if Watson goes out there early and he is overwhelmed and they start 1-3, and three, suddenly then you got to bench him, you got to go to Savage, your season is almost over, and you're like, what the heck? You can make the move to Watson once. So as long, so that's the one reason why, because it's a team that can win the division. They're that talented. They're talented on offense, that talented defensively. J.J. Watt is back. He played a series tonight, said he was ready to go. So that's the one reason. But by October 1st, you're going to see him because he is that good. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. Um, I, I just, I was so, I was going to say, I was just so impressed by how, po- you know, he just looked, con- like, he looked like, this is what I do. I'm a quarterback. Well, it'll be interesting. I believe Mitchell Trubisky, the number two overall pick, debuts tomorrow. It'll be interesting to compare to con- compare and contrast. I won't be here, unfortunately. Be curious to see what he looks like compared to Sean Watson. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This has nothing to do with Kyrie Irving, nothing to do with him. Trolling LeBron James, the Jason Smith Show, live from the Geico Studios. Aaron Torres in for Mike Harmon. No, no, it's not about Cleveland. LeBron James has talked a lot about home today on social media. But the location of home, that has people in an absolute stir. LeBron had a Twitter exchange today with Jamal Crawford. And Jamal Crawford wanted him to come to his basketball camp in Seattle. Saying, you know, Seattle would love to have you. Bless at the crossover. LeBron tweeted back, may have to make a day trip up there when I'm back home in L.A., bro. So there's LeBron James saying I can make a day trip up to see you in Seattle. But here it is. May have to make a day trip up there when I'm back home in L.A., bro. First, the wave emoji, which, of course, there's no waves in Cleveland. Yes, there is a lake. But there's no ocean. And now you have this tweet when I'm back home in Los Angeles. I mean, you could have an hour show every week where all people do is break down LeBron James's tweets. And and what do they mean? What, you know, let's try to interpret them and you could have insiders, everybody comes on and they weigh in once a week. You could have a show about his tweets. Yeah, I uh I didn't see this until I came in studio today and you tipped me off to this, Jason, and uh I went back, I read the tweet, I checked for punctuation to see if I misread it somehow, if there, there, there's no punctuation, is there, you know, what does this all mean? By the way, my favorite one of LeBron's, uh, just the, the trolliest tweet of them all, I think it was on Instagram, technically, when he was driving by, or when he was on a boat next to American Airlines Arena, uh-huh. what kind of jerk are you? Like, like, <laughs> like, come on, man, like, we get it, like, like, this is at least a little subtle, like you go by American Airlines Arena and you take a picture and you tweet about good times and this and that. It's like why don't you just post a selfie with Pat Riley? Like, come on, man. Like like you're better than this, man. <laughs> Pat Riley being a, all right, LeBron, I can't stand you. Oh, but you want to take a selfie? Yeah, sure. Come on, you'll come back, won't you, LeBron? You'll come back. I'll do it for you. Man, I'll tell you what, LeBron, I mean, if 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 LeBron's coming back, you'll do just about anything. But yeah, no, you're right. Uh it's funny because I heard you on with Jonas Knox the other night, and I'm pretty sure there was a different social media 
something to do that you guys were breaking down. So it's just like every day now, and, yeah. and it is, it has now become a back and forth with Kyrie and with this and with that, and what does it all mean? I'll tell you what, it makes the offseason fun, though. Everything he does is calculated. Yep. Now, normally, I would say, if you say, oh, and I'm back home in L.A., well, when you're an athlete, if you spend half the year in Los Angeles, I say home. You know, it's home here. You know, if, I'm, if I go back to New York, I'm going back home. I'm going, you know, people say it that way. They just don't think about it. But everything LeBron does is calculated. This is not something that, because uh, if he wanted to, he could just text him. If he's that close with Jamal Crawford, he want, he could they could text each other. But no, no, on Twitter, I'm going to tweet this. I may pop up when I'm back home in L.A. Well, I was going to say, you just said, when you're back home in New York. I assume at some point, like, you, you lived in New York, right? I, I don't know yeah, you that well. I grew up well. there. Yeah, you yeah. grew up there. Mm-hmm. LeBron's never lived in L.A. No. He has a house here. I mean, he spends a week or two here and there. Like, first of all, we heard the intro music. We read the the heartfelt letter in Sports Illustrated that doesn't feel quite as heartfelt right now, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was defrauded a little bit. <laughs> Lee Jenkins got the best of me. Um, but it's one thing if you say home as Cleveland. I could even take home as Miami, to your point. Live there for four years. But home is L.A. He's never lived in L.A., so... Uh, it was calculated for sure, but that was my favorite part, is that you can't even spin it as anything other than than a troll because, like I said, he's never lived there. This is what LeBron is doing, and this is, for everybody who wants to know one way or the other, is LeBron going to go to L.A. at some point or not? Here's what he's doing. Throughout the 1990s and most of the 2000s, Roger Goodell in the NFL used Los Angeles as leverage to any other team in the NFL that was having problems pushing a stadium through, pushing through financing. The Vikings come to mind. Many teams that needed new things done. Oh, we don't know if we're going to get the funding for it. We don't know. Well, you know, the Raiders were always up in the air for that. The Chargers had that happen many times. They couldn't even get referendums on the docket to vote on them in San Diego, and now San Diego's in L.A. But every time that happened, L.A. was like, hey, if you guys don't want to do this, and Roger Goodell is pointing west, hey, Los Angeles, this is this is this could be where your team goes. Look, they built NFL Network in Los Angeles. They could have put it anywhere. It could have been in New York, but it's in Los Angeles. No, no, no. It's going to be there. It's going to be there. And so every team had to straighten up and fly right and go. Okay, we got to make sure we stay. So other other than that, Los Angeles is going to take our team. So everything went through. Public money got pushed through for stadium increases and improvements. LeBron is doing the same thing with LA. LA is his bargaining chip against Cleveland sucking and not going out and getting players. This has been a horrible offseason for Cleveland. They didn't get anybody in free agency, and Kyrie Irving wants out. He's been trolling LeBron James on social media every week, and this has been really bad. Now, nothing has happened with Carmelo Anthony. Nothing has happened with the Kyrie Irving trade. Here's a LeBron subtle message, L.A. home. If the Cavaliers suck this year, he's already realized, i got to go through a suck-it-up year with Cleveland. But if they suck this year, they don't get any better. Yeah, he could be in L.A. next year. He will leave when he's the good guy. He's not going to leave when people are going to go, you left and I hate you, we're going to burn your jersey again, and it's going to be, all oh, LeBron, you're terrible. LeBron will leave, but only when he's not going to win a championship in Cleveland. Kyrie Irving and Dan Gilbert are helping him out with that. Gilbert getting rid of David Griffin. You have Kyrie wants out. Suddenly, oh, you know, me and Kevin Love can't do it ourselves. However, the Kyrie situation ends up shaking out. That's when LeBron will go to L.A., and that's what he's doing now. He's keeping pressure, going, it's a one-year deal. I want to make sure you keep making the team better. Meanwhile, they're doing everything they want him to do. He's side Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson, here's money. Everybody they want, they bring back J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith comes back. So they're doing everything he wants, but the minute they stop, 
and they're not competitive for a title anymore, that's when he's going to go. And L.A. right now, the threat of L.A. is what he's using on Gilbert, on the Cavaliers, to say, you better get going here because, you know, I could always come out here. One more year, I can come out here. So that's what he's doing right now. Well, it's funny because, first of all, I don't think he'll end up in L.A. We can talk about that maybe a little bit later in the show. But it is funny because you said good guy versus bad guy. And I'm a LeBron guy. Anyone who follows me on Twitter, at Aaron underscore Torres, will know. Like, like I'm a big LeBron supporter. But a lot of this is on him for all of the reasons that you said. The one-year contracts, the uncertainty, all of the things that he does on social media. You know, to me... I, it's clear that the the friction between him and Kyrie, it didn't start last week or the week before, but part of this is Kyrie just sitting here saying, I'm not going to let you bail on me next year. You know, I'm going to beat you out of town almost, you know? And so to me, it's tough because I, all of this stuff that has happened over the last three or four weeks, like, I see all sides of it. Like, I kind of get it. It's it's fun to kind of follow. It's fun to see Kyrie mocking LeBron at a wedding and all following all these social media things. But part of it is on LeBron. I, I don't think he'll be portrayed as the bad guy, but I think if you peel back the layers, you got to sit here and say, dude, you know, you could have, there were plenty of times where you could have made things easier on everybody else and you chose not to. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. As we watch Deshaun Watson tonight stake his claim to potentially being the next great young quarterback in the NFL, a phenomenal start for him tonight in the Texans' loss to the Carolina Panthers, threw for almost 200 yards, ran for a touchdown. It looked like he picked up right where he left off in the national championship game. The battle for Los Angeles was joined in force today as the Rams and the Chargers had a joint scrimmage. And this entire offseason has been fight for L.A., fight for L.A., who's going to be the team. It's kind of crazy because the Jets and the Giants don't have fight for New York and fight for New Jersey. Yeah, you know, they, they just don't have that. The Raiders and the Chargers, the Raiders and the Niners don't have fight for the Bay Area, although the Raiders are leaving and the Niners stink. But, you know, it's kind of it's kind of crazy to see two teams doing this whole fight for a city. And today, they literally were fighting. Now, Golden Headphones pop on here. Justin Frostberg, who is the producer of the Chargers game day Yeah, the Chargers won now. that fight. Yeah. Oh, did they win? All you, seven. You of them. Homer. You they won them all. They won. There was like eight fights in, in that. It was like a battle royal at, at, at practice. And tonight. we actually have audio of one of the biggest brawls of the day. We do. Well, let's hear it. I'm going to punch you in the ovary. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Straight shot. Oh, ow. Right to the baby maker. <laughs> who, 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 is that? Was, who was getting yelled at there? Jared Goff? Oh, too soon? Sorry about that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, way too soon for Rams fans. <laughs> so this was seeing the video of this, and we can't play the audio because it's just – F-bomb after F-bomb all over the place. I mean, it was, I mean, watching it, it, it was like mass chaos. On now, You you, you were there. What, what did you see? I'm pretty sure Keenan Allen speared a dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, but they literally fought for L.A. today. That was great. They did. They did. Now, here's the thing about the fight for L.A. You know, look, training camp fights happen. This is how it goes. And these two teams are fighting to be relevant in Los Angeles. But this battle is not going to be won during practice. It's not going to be worn in August. It's going to be won week one when the Chargers win or lose 35-31 and the Rams win or lose 12-9. You have to be exciting. That's what teams are going to, that's what fans gravitate to. And the Rams, part of the Chargers is they're able to see the Rams blueprint and what not to do. They came in last year, bad stadium situation, was, was a really tough game day experience for fans because the Coliseum's very tough. It's tough to get Wi-Fi. You can't even get a signal. It's really hard. 
and they came in and they didn't score points. They had a controversy midway through the season. Jeff Fisher got fired because of what Eric Dickerson said on this show, and it was a mess. And now the Chargers come in and go, okay, we saw the missteps. How do we win? How do we win everybody over? Well, we're going to play in the StubHub Center, which is really nice, and it seats thirty-five thousand fans. But that's going to be a big-time home field advantage because you're right up on the field. And as long as they play well and score points, because the Chargers, win or lose, have always been exciting, there's going to be no hotter ticket in town than going to a Chargers game. I'm very much with you, and it's such an interesting scenario because two teams coming in two years. You know, L.A., I think like any town, but it's so entrenched in certain areas. The Clippers will never surpass the Lakers, right, in terms of relevance in L.A. Mm-hmm. Clippers just had the best four-year stretch in their organization's history. The Lakers, the worst four-year stretch, didn't matter. The Lakers mm-hmm. are still the team. Dodgers are always going to be the king of baseball. USC football is probably always going to be the top college team, but you have two teams coming in at the exact same time fighting for importance, fighting for relevance, and I think that there are two generations, 20 years of fans that don't really have a team. And so you really, you know, it's not like the Rams had four or five years to to kind of figure this thing out and get a jump start on that nine-year-old kid that that's trying to pick pick his football team. And so to me, it's fascinating. And I think to you, I think to your point, that's the most important thing. The Chargers are at least interesting. I mean, this was my number one complaint last year is if you live in L.A. and you don't have the dish, you only get the local games. I don't want to watch the Rams at four at one Pacific, <laughs> four Eastern. They're awful. They're unwatchable. You have no choice. You're watching the Rams, but I don't want watch the Rams. All right, I'll watch bowling on that other network instead. <laughs> oh, seniors bowling. Give me that instead of the Rams or cornhole. Cornhole gets big ratings now. Does it? Oh, cornhole. Give me e games. I don't care. Kids playing video games, but it was so unwatchable. And that is the one thing about the Chargers. You know, LT goes in the Hall of Fame uh, this past weekend. And they haven't really ever stopped scoring points, and they should be really interesting this year with Mike Williams coming in alongside Melvin Gordon, alongside Phillip Rivers. I had never really thought about it until you just brought it up, Mike. But or Mike, oh man, I'm, I'm Jason. Sorry. Jason, I was I homeless in the beginning of this. I was a step no, above. You, you weren't homeless. I was, I was making an analogy. Above. Right, I was okay. just saying that if a homeless guy could get Johnny Manziel drafted, okay. I thought you would have enough pull to get Deshaun Watson drafted. And that, that's that's a fair fair uh, criticism. That that's the only point I was trying to make. So. Uh, anyways, but yeah, I think the Chargers. Uh, I think they'll be interesting. That that, that was the only other. Thing. They, they have to be. Look, they they're, they already come in with the star power. Kids are going to be wearing Joey Bosa jerseys like they wore Kobe Bryant jerseys because he'll wind up being the defensive player of the year this year. Him and those tiny baby shoulder pads. He was that good last year, and he missed all training camp. And he came in and he was just a monster. He's going to be the big foot, the first big football star in Los Angeles. And if Jared Goff, it's it's still a work in progress. Look, every day when I'm, I'm filling in at AM 570, uh, LA, the Chargers station this week, we, we get Rams reports every day, and it's going to be – and Vinny Bonsignor, who's on the show with us all the time, Rams insider, and he says, listen, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Don't expect a miracle. It's a work in progress. So when you go into another season and you're not scoring points, it's going to be, well, I want I want the team with the flashy uniforms, the lightning bolts, who are putting points on the board. Even if – it doesn't matter if they win, as long as they're exciting. You know, because the Dodgers tried Moneyball back in the early 2000s, and that went over awful. Hey, you know, because Bud Sealing and, and Major League Baseball said, oh, this is our greatest thing ever if the Dodgers can win with Moneyball and not spending money, but that didn't work. And really, when you live in a big market, that's a big advantage you have is spending money. So that's you just have to be interesting. And as long as you're interesting, people are going to care. They're going to care about you. And the Chargers are inherently more interesting already because they're a better team. 
They can compete for the division. They have a quarterback everybody knows. They have a young defensive star everybody knows. And they light up the scoreboard. That That's a huge advantage. Great at coming in year two, they can say, okay, we can move past the Rams' missteps because the Rams did have a few. But I'll tell you, I mean, it's going to be week one. They're going to win this week one, and it's going to be instantaneous. It's going to be, I am not a Ram. It's going to be kids watching week one, and they're going to say, Dad, I'm picking the Chargers. And suddenly you're a Chargers household. Yep. And here's, here's my question for you really quick. We talked about Deshaun Watson getting the job in Houston week, uh, you know, October one. How long until you think the Jared Goff, like Jared Goff? I mean, he is Sean McVay is not indebted to Jared Goff at all. That's not his guy. And to me, I just wonder, you know, how long they're going to be patient with him. How long he's a developmental prospect before Sean McVay just says he's not my guy, and they start moving on to the next thing. He he's got <laughs> this year. He's going to yeah. I mean, I, look, that's I'm not, I mean. I'm not a golf, and that's why anybody who's good in the NFL starting quarterback now that you can qualify as good has flashed when they first get the job, whether it's right out of the gate or after a year. And he was terrible for half a season. Well, you, hey, he didn't know where the sunset last year. He expected to run a football team. Ah, the sunsets which way? I don't know. He was terrible. He did. He had one good half yeah. in New Orleans, and that was it. It's not like you have to win games and throw for 400 yards a week, but you got to flash a little bit. He didn't flash at all. Well, even Carson Wentz, the guy that went right after him, he had a couple really big games right mm-hmm. out of the gate. Teams figured him out, but he still, Ed, to your point, had those moments where you saw, okay, this guy can be the guy at some mm-hmm. point long term. Jared Goff, as you just said, by the way, against one of the worst defenses in the NFL, the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> uh, it, I don't know how reassuring that is. Rob Ryan, I don't even know if he was still there at that point. Rob Ryan's in bar fights in Nashville right now. That was the defensive coordinator you were going against. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. The day after for Josh Rosen was pretty interesting. The UCLA quarterback who a day ago did an interview saying that Football and school don't mix. Any time you spend away from football is time you could be spending on football, and there's no way that schools should make football players take the class load that they do. People went crazy on him in the last 24 hours. And look, and he was wrong for what he said. And last night we had a lot of reasons why. You know, you don't have to choose between football and school. You can do both. Um, You're belittling college when you say that, okay, you know, these pesky classes – You know, some people need that college degree. They need to go to college knowing I'm not getting to the NFL, but I need my degree. There's many things. I saw a lot of people criticizing him. And and look, look, we had I think we had it right last night with Rosen. But seeing it today and seeing people and, 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 you know, anybody that had a criticism, most of the people had good points on it. Some was over the top because you got to remember, this is a 20 year old kid who just decides, hey, you know, I'm pretty smart and I'm going to throw out an idea. But Aaron, when, when I when I take his quotes in context now and how he was trying to say things and and try to stand up for his teammates and other football players by saying football is is too tough to do that and school by its you know in tandem and then you saw people say yeah but Josh you know what about this and what about this and what about this it kind of struck me more as he, he came across as a politician who was out of touch you know you hear politicians try to say okay I'm gonna have a big message and I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna you know, take gas down under $2 a gallon, which is my thing. If I was ever running for president, I would say gas and milk for under $2 a gallon, and I'd figure everything else out. But if someone would say, oh, I'm going to have gas for under $2 a gallon, how are you going to do it? Well, I'm going to wind up raising the prices on this. Wait a minute, why are you raising the prices? And when people kind of poke holes in things, whether it's President Trump or anybody else or Hillary Clinton, 
anytime someone comes up with an idea and it really doesn't sound great, you know, you say, boy, this guy's really out of touch. You know, Mitt Romney back in 2012 when he ran, that was always the big thing. And I kind of feel that that's Josh Rosen. Is he? He's, he's kind of out of touch and out of his element with what he was saying because he says that football and school can't go together, and then and then it's just pff, here's another hole in the dike and another hole in the dike, another hole in the dike, and suddenly you have a big outpouring of water that that's broken the wall down. That's kind of how I look at it today, the day after. He was trying to do something good, but in the end, realize that okay, you realize what you said. You know, a lot of it didn't make sense. Yeah, I guess my only question is this, is that why does Josh Rosen have to take up for everybody else? And and, and I think that, you know, he's at a point in his career where, I, first of all, I give him credit for having these social stances, and, and I don't even think it was intended to be. I think a reporter just kind of asked him a question, and he just kind of started talking, and I don't think he maybe even necessarily realized where he was going. But, you know, I, I think back to so many other athletes that, you know, basically got ahead of themselves. I remember... Uh, when LeBron James, we, we've talked about him nonstop, for, you know, not just tonight, but throughout his career. Remember, he was like 22 or 23. They said, what's your plan? And he's like, I want to be a global icon. And it's like, well, well, dude, how about you like win, like win, win a title first? Like, like, you, like before you try to take on the world, why don't you take on the other 30 teams in the NBA? Right. And so with Josh Rosen, like, I th- I agree with you that his heart's in a good place, but like, why do his teammates need him? Like, like, I don't know. To me, that's my bigger problem. Like, why do people need him to stand up for them? And then, oh, by the way, I do think to your point earlier that he was just off with the message overall because, again, a lot of those guys need their college educations. A lot of those guys, by the way, wouldn't be able to get a college education without football. So his heart was in the right place, but I just don't know why he needs to take up all these causes. Well, now you know why right before his freshman year, and I vividly remember this, Rosen was coming in, he's a highly sought-after recruit, and it was a very big deal that Jim Morris said, Josh Rosen's going to talk to the media today, and then he's not going to talk the rest of the season. I was like, whoa, so wait, 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 wait. The starting quarterback for UCLA is not going to talk to the media all year long? And it was, we want to let him, you know, get used to the college football, all this, blah, blah, blah. And you knew, I knew right then, okay, there's something up. There's something, that's why they're not going to allow him to talk either after games or the week leading up to a game. And this is why, because he likes to say things like this. And now at least Jim Mora has decided, okay, now he's 20. This is probably his last year. I love him, but I kind of will give him a little bit of tough love. And and when he defended him today on the Dan Patrick show, it was, hey, you know, Josh is good. He's smart. But at the same time, he's got to realize when he says things, they have repercussions. So it's kind of the tough love from him there. Well, I was going to say there's a lot of layers to peel back with this, this Josh Rosen thing. And I'm sure we will continue to get stuff throughout the season. But I think the interesting thing is going to be how it affects – going forward because in that article it starts at the top by saying you know anonymous NFL people and we always get worried about the word anonymous but you know they're saying that these are real concerns in the NFL that he has too many other interests outside of football that he wants to be this activist and that maybe he needs to get down the X's and O's first I think it'll be really interesting to see going into the draft especially with other good quarterbacks there as well he had a hot tub in his dorm room his freshman year yeah that's That's, why that's that's other interests that's why he wasn't talking he was too busy (laughs) Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.